This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. Teresa de Grobois, welcome to the show. It's great to be here, Mark. Thanks for having me. Now, did I say your name all right? You did. I'm so impressed. So many people struggle <laughs> with that name. <laughs> well, is it French? It is. It's a French heritage. I'm uh, originally French-Canadian, um, okay. but I live in Costa Rica now, so I'm <laughs> migrated south. The other reason why I knew that is because I have been learning uh, French on Duolingo for almost a year. I think my streak's up to 345 days now, and I, I, you can't dump me into a tiny town in France and expect me to communicate with the natives. I mean, I will know where the you know the bathrooms are and stuff like that, but uh, it, that's why I recognized it was French. So glad you're on the show. So why don't you take less than 60 seconds or so? Tell us who you are and what do you do in the world? Well, I'm an influence expert. I wrote the book Mass Influence, which some of you may uh, recognize as a top bestseller in the business marketing role. I also am the founder and chair of an organization called the Evolutionary Business Council, which is all about helping impact-based businesses grow their influence, their profit, and their impact. Mass influence. Now, for those who are listening to the show today and they go, mass influence, I, what, what does that mean? What would you say to them? How would you explain what that means? Well, influence is just any time somebody knows and likes and trusts you enough that they'll take action based on what you recommend, right? So mass influence is then just do a lot of people know, like, and trust you enough that they'll take action based on your recommendations. Now, I'm old enough to remember when there was no social media, when there was no cell phones or internet. <laughs> That's how old I am. I'm 55. Well, I'm only 55. So this, uh, this internet thing is relatively new and but now we have these things called influencers and you can pay people a couple bucks or a lot of money to just talk about your product or service. Is that something what you do or is that totally different? Uh, well, I live more in the world of free word of mouth, right? So oh, we love the word free. <laughs> it's true that people do pay influencers a lot. That's one of the benefits of being an influencer, but real word of mouth epidemics where things just go viral really happen based on, you know, really strong relationships and really great content, right? So when all the influencers start talking about you all at once, and they're doing it not from a standpoint of you paid them all, but just because they love, love, love what you do, and they love who you are. That's the, the stuff that word of mouth epidemics are made of. And that's actually a lot of what I teach. And actually, everyone, if you really boil down to it, is a salesperson, and we're all influencers. Now, you may not influence the number of people that Gary Vaynerchuk or Tony Robbins influences, but you probably influence more people than you realize. Is that true? Yeah, very much so. And, you know, and, and I, I think the, the really important point that you just raised is everybody has influence, right? It's just a lot of people aren't really aware of where they have influence or how they're using it. It's not something most people even think about. And when you start thinking about it and looking at the habits that highly influential people do, it's actually something that you can learn and get really good at. Now, a word you used a couple minutes ago, you talked about great content. Now, you can't have content that's, you know, doesn't help people or it's over promotional. This is the mistake I see a lot of people make on all across all the social media platforms. Every time they post, it's about hire me, hire me, hire me, hire me, hire me. And I love Gary Vaynerchuk wrote a book a number of years ago called Jab, 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 Right Hook. It's a boxing metaphor that you give, 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 then you ask. And I see a lot of people, maybe it's out of desperation or maybe they don't know any better. They're just 
not really giving content. They're just saying, Hey, give me money. I'll give you content. But in this world of 2021, where you can find out basically anything online, I mean, I, I have no illusions. I'm a productivity expert. You can find how to be more productive from me or anybody else for absolutely free. So for people to just have a sense of desperation, look, I know you need to make the, make your mortgage or your rent or feed your family. I get that, but that is not a right way. Unless I'm saying I could be completely off the, off the, my rocker here, which is possible. That's not the way to do things in the world. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. You know, and I think you hit on a really key point. A lot of people do what I affectionately call the premature ask, you know, people always laugh at that term. But, um, you know, the, the premature ask is kind of the equivalent of you've just met the new neighbor and they say to you something like, hey, I love that stereo. I just saw you carrying into your place. I can't wait to borrow that. Right. And of course, we'd all roll our eyes up into our head <laughs> when that happens. And the reality is you might end up being great friends with that neighbor to the point that you might happily loan them your stereo if they were having a party or something like that. But it's way too soon in the relationship, right? People aren't always just looking for content. In fact, they're looking for a mentor they can have a relationship with. So there is much buying into the relationship as they are buying into the content. People will pay a lot of money if they trust you and like you at the level that they want to have a relationship with you and learn from you. That is so true. And my favorite platform is LinkedIn. And recently I started to reach out to people I haven't connected. I haven't reached out to in a while. So I, I downloaded my connections and I sorted it from when I first connected with them to present day. And I'm reaching out to these people, just not trying to sell anything, just saying, Hey, just trying to reconnect, you know, want to see how your business is going. And one person is really interesting. Uh, one person wrote me back and said, Oh, thank you for reaching out to me. I really appreciate it. And they told me what they did. And they said, what do you do? So I replied what I did. And the person came back and said, I'm not, I'm not interested. I'm like, I'm like interested in what? You told me what you did. I told you what I did. Cause you asked, I'm just trying to build relationships. She goes, Oh, well, I get pissed a lot and we all get pissed a lot. If you have, uh, you know, over several thousand followers on LinkedIn, you know, you get those automated DMs saying, Hey, I've got the greatest product in the world. Just click this link. Let's get on a call. And people have their guards up now because we're always being sold. And I think the key to be successful whether it's on social media or anywhere is to genuinely be interested in fostering a relationship. And it builds that trust that you just alluded, alluded to. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. One of the things I talk about a lot in my book is authenticity, right? And there's a lot of different definitions of authenticity out there. Here's mine. Authenticity is just your inside voice saying the same thing as your outside voice, right? So, so you can actually have nefarious motives, but if you're congruent with your nefarious motives, you'll feel authentic. And, but people will get that you've got a nefarious motives, right? So, I mean, Really, what it comes down to is if you're like push selling, if you're just constantly trying to push sale, push sale, push sale, you have an internal energy of, I need this sale. It actually lands a little bit desperate, right? And you feel incongruent to people. Whereas if you just stand in the confidence of, I really want to help people and those who need my help are going to come to me, then that actually lands super authentic because you stand in the trust that when the, the teacher's ready, the student will appear and vice versa. When the student's ready, the teacher will appear. You know, I know the word nefarious is not a, a positive word, but I just love the sound of it. Nefarious. 
you know, it's, it's like it's like Captain the Furious. Um, but uh, you know, what's interesting is when I first became an entrepreneur after I got fired back in July of two thousand five. You know, back then it's like sign up for my email newsletter. Sign up for my email newsletter. Well, people are pretty smart now, unless you're a major celebrity like Tony Robbins, Oprah, Gary Vaynerchuk, along those lines. People want something. They want that relationship they built. They want to build a trust. So now when you go to my website, mrproductivity.com, and you become a Mark Stuchowski insider, which is free, you get my top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs. People are really guarded about giving their email address, and they should. You should be careful because I don't know how old you are, Teresa. I'm assuming you're 25 years old. So I'm just saying (laughs) that I remember that in the early days, remember when email first came out, you just wanted email. So you signed up for everything, just get email. Now we've come full circle. And now we're like, whoa, whoa, what are you doing in my inbox? And I tell people, you have to be in control of your inbox. So don't just give out your email. Don't sign up for email lists unless you're going to you know, read the emails and get value from it. Because you keep signing up for email lists and they keep sending you stuff. You don't read it. You archive it all and delete it all. And that's not building a relationship. And any good uh, entrepreneur or business knows that they got to send you value. They can't just send you coupons all the time because they you want a value. You want someone to feel, hey, they can trust me and let's build this relationship. Unfortunately, those people who are out building relationships like you and I are, we're in a minority. Would you agree? Yeah, I would say a lot of people just, they're just playing a different sport, I guess is what I would call it. It's almost like they're playing basketball and the rest of us are playing hockey, you know? Yes. And it's it's not that that other sport is invalid, but it's not effective if really what you want to do is magnetize people and have them come to you. Of course, I think you have a good idea right there. I, I would love to see a sport where you're playing hockey and basketball at the same time. That would be a very fascinating <laughs> sport. Um, maybe someone can create that and it would be a sensation across the world. So let's get back to uh, creating word of mouth campaigns. You did mention the word free. That's the F word everyone loves to hear. And it's the F word you can say on the show because, you know, people are not just going to give you money just because you build a product. I mean, we all would like to think, hey, I created a product. I created a course. I created a membership site. I wrote a book. Just give me money. But if we don't know you, people want to start with the free stuff. Everyone that comes to me, well, not everyone, 99.99% of the people that come to me, they come in as a Mark Chesky insider, a listener of the podcast. Then they go, okay, this guy seems to know what he's talking about. Let me let me go to the next step. Let me start, start investing money into him. Is that what you find uh, basically around the world? Yeah, you know, it, it's important to give out a certain amount of free content because you need people to be able to build relationship with you to a level where they do know, like, and trust you, right? And, um, you know, I think your model's brilliant. You know, have a podcast, have some way that you help people a little bit every day and let them decide whether they want you as a mentor, whether they want to come into your inner circle. That's really what it's all about. So word of mouth, what are some mistakes other than people just trying to push it? Like you used the word push a little earlier. What are some mistakes that people are making when they're trying to use word of mouth uh, advertising? Well, I think the big one is just really not understanding that word of mouth in general, like if you're, if you're going into the whole game of mass influence, 
the rule book you learned when you were just in business doing networking is the wrong rule book. It's like you've been playing basketball and now you're playing hockey and you're going to look like an idiot if you walk on the hockey rink and you have no stick and no skates and you're carrying a basketball, right? And and you just got to think of it that way, right? So things that were appropriate over in that other sport, like offering to buy a colleague coffee or lunch is incredibly appropriate in a business networking standpoint. You only have to phone up the CEO of a Fortune 500 company and offer to buy them coffee. And faster than you can say gatekeeper, you're going to learn that there's a whole different set of rules when you're dealing with the highly influential, <laughs> right? And and that's because influential people value their time differently. They normally are communicating with people in a one-to-many fashion as opposed to a one-on-one fashion. So when you think of it, it, it is kind of like it's a whole different sport and you really do need to approach it differently. Hey there, it's Mark. And I want to invite you to become a Mark Stucheski insider and get the top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs absolutely free. It all happens over at mrproductivity.com. That, that's very interesting because now in the age of COVID, you know, it's easier than ever because now you don't have to get in your car and drive to Starbucks or wherever the case may be. You can just say, hey, here's my calendar link. Let's have a 30 minute Zoom call just to get, get to know the person. But I was I will I will admit to this on my own show that uh, a few years ago I created a course called The Basics of Productivity. And I really thought I would experience the field of dreams. I would build it and people would come. Uh, they didn't because <laughs> they they just didn't. And and if you look at the influencers, the very successful people in the world, the Tony Robbins, for example, even if he puts out a product, he creates a brand new product, even though if he tells his list about it, a certain percentage will buy it because they'll buy everything Tony's doing. But there, he still has to do advertising. He still has to do Facebook ads. He still has to promote it. And, and, and he's a ginormous uh, influencer in the world and he's still got to do the work. So us mere mortals why would we think, and like, I'm going pointing myself, pointing the finger at myself now. Why would I think just because I created the course that people are going to flock to it, that didn't happen. And that was at first I was hurt. Then I was angry. I was kind of going through the, uh, the, the, the states of grief. And then I realized you moron, <laughs> you just built it, but you didn't do anything about it. So I learned a lot of lessons and that's key thing. When you make a, a silly mistake, like I make, as long as you're willing to make, uh, the, learn the lessons, then the next time you create a course, like I'm creating a couple more courses now, now I know I just can't build it and they will come. Yeah, that's such a good point. And really what it comes down to, one of the biggest mistakes I see entrepreneurs make in general is they build a course or they build some product line. They don't do enough marketing around it. And then they declare it a failure. And then they go on to developing the next product Mm -hmm. instead of fixing their marketing. Right. And whether you're talking about free word of mouth or paid marketing, you do need to have a plan and you do need to have a strategy. Right. And when we're talking about influence based marketing, really what we're talking about is how many relationships do you have with other influencers that really love your work? Like that was the main reason I started the Evolutionary Business Council, because I wanted to get influencers who are really up to causing change in the world, really up to building a better world with impact based products to have an environment in which to get to know each other and fall in love with each other. And, you know, when you have 50 really great friends that are all fans of what you're up to, it's not hard to generate a word of mouth epidemic around your work. Absolutely. I'm curious to know who influences you. Uh, maybe they're authors, speakers, people on social media. Who, who, who do you allow into your life to influence you positively? Um, you know, I listen to Abraham Hicks almost every day just to work on my mindset because I really do believe, 
you really have to make sure that you're focused forward, that you focus positive in what you're building in business. In the world of influence, I love the work of Dr. Shonda Perrin. She's one of the top communications experts in North America. She's the one that talks a lot about reciprocity and how we do reciprocity as human beings and how influencers do, you know, what she calls a cycle of reciprocity differently than the average person. And, and that's one of the key things people need to learn in the world of influence. What are some of the books that you've read recently that really changed your life? You know, my all-time favorite business book is Bob Berg's The Go-Giver. I think oh, that yes. book is absolutely brilliant and everyone should read it. Um, I always laugh when I'm chatting with Bob. He says, every time you do an interview, I get more book sales. <laughs> but, uh, but it's true. It's a phenomenal book and it underlines the principles of how influence works um, in a parable-like form, which I really love. Um, some of my other favorite books, you know, I love a lot of the books written by Randy Gage. I think he's a brilliant author. Um, one of my biggest influencers is probably Jennifer Hoff and her work. And um, I really think the way she frames how to approach life is one of the most powerful framings I've ever seen. She's um, get out of your own way as a major brand, actually. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing because, you know, for the longest time, I would get stuck on a particular author or a particular teacher. And I realized that we go through different seasons. And I went through my Brendan Burchard season and I went through my Grant Cardone season and my Gary Vaynerchuk season. Now I'm going through uh, again, I'm going through my Tony Robbins uh, season. But I, I think you can't get stuck on just one person because that's their view on how to do a certain thing. And I think the most successful people, as I look at the, the landscape of the world, people don't get stuck in one lane. They're like, OK, I'm going to try. Like it's like going to an a la carte restaurant though. I'm going to try this food this time. Next time I'm going to get this meal. And the next time I'm going to go get this meal. I think that's really important. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. You know, one of the reasons I created the evolutionary business council was to bring thought leaders and emerging thought leaders together into the same conversation. And it's really cool. The culture that's developed around that it's, it's grown into so much more than I ever could have envisioned because the men members mentor each other. You know, and, um, you know, everybody has areas they're strong in and areas they need growth in. And when you have colleagues that you can mentor under and learn from, you know, at, you know, at the reach of a phone call, it's actually pretty cool, the environment that that creates. You know, it's funny how you say everyone needs help. When I hired my very first coach, it was a Tony Robbins results coach. And I remember telling my coach at the time, you know, I want to get to a level someday where I can be like Tony and not need a coach. And he goes, what, what makes you think Tony doesn't have coats? I'm like, well, he's a high performer. I, he, he, my coach says, yeah, he's got six or seven coaches. That's why I, he's a high performer. Tiger Woods has coaches. Uh, Michael Jordan had coaches. And I'm like, really? And I was thought I was naively thinking that when you get to that level, you don't need help anymore. But actually, they stay at the level they are because they have coaches. And so to your point, everyone needs a coach. Everyone needs help. No one ever reaches a point that says, I'm here. I got it. I'm all set. We all need help. But the problem is so many people don't think that's true. They think, well, those people are lucky. No, people like Tony Robbins and you know Bob Bergen, they're not lucky. They continue to improve and hang around people who are successful. That's how they stay at a peak state. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. You know, in fact, the more successful people get, you'll find the more specificity they choose in their coaches. Yes. 
like, you know, right now I probably am coaching with, not probably, I am coaching with six different people to, to grow my capacity and, and grow my abilities in sp- six specific areas because I see those all as growth areas for me. Hey, I now have an affiliate program where you can earn up to 30% commission just for referring people to my paid program. To find out more, go to mrproductivity.com, scroll to the bottom of the page and click the link. You know what I found interesting is when you get a coach and you synchronize well with the coach, they give you ideas. And when you hear them, you're like, that is so simple. Why didn't I think of it? And the reason why we couldn't think of it is because we tend to get in our own way. We tend to overanalyze. We tend to overthink. And they said, well, you should do ABC. I'm like, wow, that's brilliant. But it was so simple because I think the, 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 the best ideas are simple ones. I think so many people are unnecessarily making their lives complex. I, I think complexity is a gateway to procrastination. And so I always tell people, simplify, simplify, simplify. Yep. Couldn't agree more. I think the simpler your model, the easier it is for people to move through it and get powerful results. Absolutely. So this evolutionary business council, that's something you created yourself? Yes. Um, I've got had a lot of help though. <laughs> you know, it was my brainchild, but um, the really cool thing about it is, you know, the vision was that it would become a, a mastermind for people who really wanted to create change in the world, especially influencers that wanted to create change in the world. And the fascinating thing is that the members themselves so picked up the ball to help move forward the vision and and the purpose and the creation of the EBC that it's grown so far beyond my original vision. I really don't feel like I can take credit for it anymore. That's amazing. So you can tell something is really helping the world when it just takes on a life of its own, when people just start growing within the community. I love communities like that. I love hearing stories like that because so many people, um, to use a word, a phrase from thinking grow rich from Napoleon Hill, they stop three feet from gold. They, they launch something it's crickets and they give up, like you said earlier, and they go to do something else, but maybe you just have to tweak it just a little bit, or maybe you need to get two more people in your program, not 30, just two more. And those will be the right two people. But so many people, my heart goes out to them, Teresa, when they quit and they're, they don't realize they're so close because if they could see how close they were, they wouldn't quit. But it just breaks my heart when I see that happen. Yeah. I couldn't agree with you more, you know, and it's, um, I think it's the reason that maintaining our own mindset is so important. You know, that's one of the reasons I, you know, everybody has their own um, personal daily routines, but that's one of the reasons I listen to Abraham Hicks all the time is it's so easy to have your mindset knocked backward and then you fall into psychology that's very self-sabotaging and damaging. Mm. That is so true. Well, Teresa, you gave us a lot to think about on the episode today, a lot of action items for our listeners. Let me ask you this one question before we get to the mic swap. What is one thing, because I'm, I'm, a, I'm a person, and I learned this from Tony Robbins and his training, I want people to take action as a result of listening to the conversation with you today. But I, I know it's got to be simple because I know if it's too complex and like, ah, I'll do it next week or next month, they'll never get to do it. So if you could give them one piece of advice today that they could do today so they can start moving today, what would that piece of advice be? The number one thing you can do is give your influence to someone else who deserves it at least once a day. 
acknowledge, endorse, shout someone out on Facebook, help them get a speaking gig, nominate them for an award, do something that gives influence to another human being. It's the number one fundamental habit of the highly influential. And when you find you routinely give your influence away, you're going to gain a lot of more influence. Wow. And listener, you could do that today. As soon as you finish listening to this episode, you know someone you could text with encouragement. Doesn't take long. Do it every day. Great piece of advice. So, Teresa, let's gonna do this thing. Let's do this thing called Mic Swap, where I give you an opportunity to be a temporary host of the Mark Stuchowski podcast. You can ask me any question you want, except for social security or credit card numbers. And uh, it doesn't have to be about productivity. Anything you have in mind. Some people have stumped me. I actually said I don't know, and that's okay too, because it's my show, and it's okay if I don't have an answer on my show. So. One or two questions, the show's all yours. I love it. Number one change you'd love to see in the world, Mark? Number one change is I would like to have people stop focusing on the negative. Stop watching the news. Stop looking at trending Twitter hashtags. Stop hanging around people who are negative. We want to hang around Winnie the Poohs and Tiggers. We don't want, and maybe Piglets. Got to give some love to Piglet. We don't want to hang around Eeyore's. So if the number one thing I have one wish for the world is stop embracing negativity. Instead, look for the positive. And I guarantee you there's positive and everything. I mean, take COVID. Okay. COVID helped me dramatically pivot my business in a good way. If your name is Jeff Bezos, well, obviously COVID is a good thing because everybody's ordering more from Amazon. So just embrace positivity and just kick negativity as much as you can out of your life. Beautiful answer. What would you say is the number one mistake you see people make around their own productivity? They are reactionary. They just, it's kind of like the old carnival game, whack-a-mole, if, if you're familiar with that, where people are just, they're, they're working on their email and then they're working on their, their messages and they're working on social media. Then maybe they read a little book and then maybe they watch a training video they paid money for. And then maybe they call their mom and they're just so scattered. And, and I tell people, look at, tell your time where to go instead of wondering where it went. And when I, when I bring up the P word planning, people like, Oh, look at it's your plan. You get to pick what's on your plan. So it shouldn't scare you, but it's a known fact, statistically proven the people who tell their time where to go, are far more productive than the people who just say, well, whatever happens. So I would encourage people, please, please, please. You won't ever get it right, but just start planning. Just sit down and go, okay, what do I want to do tomorrow? What do I want to do this week? What do I want to do this weekend? And let me tell you, your productivity will soar, especially if you've never done that before. Yeah, that's a beautiful answer. I love, um, I love that focus. Mark, what would you say is the number one thing that you would have people do that could give them a massive in, improvement in their own productivity with like the least amount of effort. I would say give themselves grace. We are so hard on, our, on ourselves. Oh, I, I didn't get the client. Oh, I, I, I didn't, this video has got a mistake in it. Or I, I, I used the wrong word in this podcast, or I have a misspelling in my blog post. Look at, give yourself grace. You are not a perfect person. I'm not a perfect person. Teresa is not a perfect person. Okay. You're going to make mistakes and you have to be okay. I've read best-selling books, which had typos in it. Okay. I've seen people like Tony Robbins on training use the wrong word. They don't let it bother them. 
extend yourself grace. If you feel frustrated, get up, go for a walk or do a meditation or go read a book. But I I think people just need to extend themselves grace. And speaking of grace, I'm so thankful that you were so graceful to come on the show today because you gave us a lot to think about. And yes, really great questions on Mike Swap. So the final question I have for you, Teresa, is where can we go to find out more about you and what you're doing in the world? Oh, I love it. Well, if you want support with doing your takeaway influence exercise, you can come and do the 30-day influence challenge. We send you little, really quick emails or one-minute videos that you can watch that give you an exercise to do every day to practice becoming more influential. They're all just exercises in you giving influence to other people. And uh, if you come to massinfluencethebook.com, we'll not only sign you up for the 30 Day Influence Challenge, but we'll let you get uh, anywhere you like a free digital version of my number one international best-selling book, Mass Influence. Um, and if you want to find out more about the Evolutionary Business Council, just come check us out at ebcouncil.com. I love it. Teresa, you were an awesome guest today. Thank you so much for being on the show. It was just a joy to be here, Mark. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchewski Podcast. I really hope it served you well today. Now head on over to my website, mrproductivity.com. Sign up to be a free Mark Stuchewski Insider. Get my top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs. Absolutely free. It's my gift to you. And until tomorrow, my friend, go be productive.